Do you want to maximize your success with NCUA? Join Mark Trichel as he shares with you the insider's view on passing your exam with Flying Colors. The With Flying Colors podcast is sponsored by Credit Union Exam Solutions by Mark Trichel. If you would like to work directly with the Credit Union Exam Solutions team and receive support to optimize your results with NCUA so you save time and money, visit us at marktrichel.com to find out more. Hey everyone, this is Mark Trichel with another episode of With Flying Colors. NCUA recently issued its staff draft budget justification. A week from this Thursday, I'm recording this on November 6th. So on November 16th, NCUA will have it have its required public budget briefing. The budget document is plentiful with a lot of information, although it's substantially smaller than it used to be. This budget briefing, which is required due to a change in the Federal Credit Union Act uh, that was brought to you by the fine lobbying efforts of NAFQ and CUNA. By the way, congratulations on the merger of NAFQ and CUNA or the, the coming merger, uh, which was approved by the membership. But in any event, NCUA is required to do this public budget briefing. And I'm sure NAFQ and CUNA and NASCIS will be there making comments relative to it. Uh, they'll say the budget is too high. They'll say you shouldn't go into worrying about uh, climate change. Uh, they'll probably say you shouldn't worry about consumer compliance so much, et cetera, et cetera. Those are the kind and that because credit unions have merged that the budget should go down. I've got thoughts relative to most of those things and I'm going to get into that. One of the first things I did when I got the 60 page document, and again, it's down about 40% from previous years. So they're less transparent, but they're still far more transparent than the FDIC. So take that for what it's worth. So I did a keyword search. I've been predicting that they're going to have a bigger footprint in consumer compliance because Chairman Harper is a champion of consumer compliance and he talks about it a lot and you could see that this might be coming. So I searched for the words consumer compliance. The phrase consumer compliance is in the document six times. The phrase safety and soundness is in the document once. So does that mean consumer compliance is six times more important than safety and soundness? No. Does that mean it's the emphasis of the budget document more so than safety and soundness? Yes. Does that mean it's the emphasis, in my opinion, of where Harper wants to take NCUA? Yes. Another word search was just the word consumer. The word consumer is there 21 times and the word safe is there 12 times. As a matter of fact, they say that they want to right size consumer compliance. If you're right sizing consumer compliance, that means what you have is wrong, uh, which again goes to Chairman Harper's passion for building up the consumer compliance efforts of NCUA. Specifically, they're adding specialists and they're adding supervisory supervisors for specialists, which may mean they're adding more directors of special actions or more supervisory examiners, or it may mean that they're adding a new type of supervisor that will supervise the specialists. Now, examiners grow up, get skill sets, get educated, and they become better examiners and they become experts in certain areas, information systems, regional lending specialists, capital market specialist, which is a very popular one now with liquidity and all those challenges. NCUA talks about Bank Secrecy Act, electronic payment systems, and consumer compliance specialists that they added to last year, but they are adding substantial resources to the consumer compliance arena and the imprint that they're going to have on this as part of this budget. 
But to get into that, I think it's best to go to page 12 of their budget document, which is called Key Themes of the Proposed 2024-2025 Budget. And I'm going to highlight a couple of the items that they have here. Uh, it states that the proposed budget includes funding for the NCUA to increase staffing in critical areas necessary to operate as an effective federal financial regulator capable of addressing emerging issues and responding to changes in economic condition that may impact the credit union system. The percentage of insured shares in credit unions with CAMELS ratings of one and two has been declining since December 2021. By the way, I've spoken to that quite a bit, especially in larger credit unions, that the velocity of CAMEL code three and CAMEL code four downgrades is going through the roof over the last couple of years, and they're, they're making reference to it here. Between the reporting periods of this, the end of 2021 and June 2023, credit unions with composite CAMEL 3 ratings and insured shares greater than 500 million increased from 15 to 42, and their collective assets increased from 11 billion to 47 billion, an increase of 322%. So CAMEL 3s have increased 322% over that time period. The NCUA is seeing rising levels of interest rate and liquidity risk within the system. There has been an increase in compliance and fair lending concerns as well. Let me note that in a webinar that they did on consumer compliance, they made reference to the fact that compliance concerns were increasing by stating that more calls have come into the hotline on consumer compliance. However, they did not state that those calls actually led to evidence of consumer compliance issues, which I believe is a flaw in the system that they track it with. Now, are they saying here that their exams are showing more consumer compliance issues? Probably. And why is that? Because they're looking at it more. If you look at something more, you're going to find more problems. There is also the potential for increased credit risk, especially among families with increasingly stressed household budgets and the post-pandemic uncertainties in the commercial real estate market. These risks and play out in rising delinquency rates for various loan types, including auto loans and credit cards. Uh, they're indicating that they think that the economy and where we're at in the economy in the world today may lead to more delinquency and that may require more resource needs and risks to the insurance fund. But again, they only say safety and soundness once in this entire budget. The NCUA must have the necessary resources to continue to monitor credit union performance and mitigate risk through the examination process, offsite monitoring, and tailored supervision consistent with its mission. By the way, another word, keyword I searched for is virtual exam. That was a hot topic a few years back when I was at NCUA, and it was a combination of the board at the time and the ENI director at the time and the trade associations wanting NCUA to have more of a virtual exam. This board is not emphasizing that and the words have fallen out of the budget document. Although NAFQ and CUNA in a joint letter relative to the new potential board member did talk about NCUA's budget and the fact that they still believe a virtual exam is something that the agency should focus on, but they've de-emphasized it here in this budget. The proposed 2024 budget includes investment across the range of agency priorities, including ensuring robust cybersecurity in the credit union system and at the agency. And here's a sentence that I believe I mentioned in previous podcast, recalibrating examination and supervisory oversight over credit unions with assets between 10 billion and 15 billion to reflect 
risks. So they're recalibrating that, they're, which means they're going to spend more time on it. We'll get to how much time shortly. Uh, but as you recall, NCUA has the Office of National Exam and Supervision. Credit unions over 10 billion used to report to the Office of National Exam and Supervision. They changed that last year to the, those over 15 billion, but they created this new category between 10 billion and 15 billion. Those credit unions still had to do stress testing, although they were no longer going to be required to be assigned to the Office of National Exam and Supervision because the Office of National Exam and Supervision doesn't have enough people for it. But you could also argue that they needed to recalibrate it based on benchmarking and the fact that when they created 10 billion previously, 10 some years ago, that would now be the equivalent of 15. But they're going to be spending more time in here. They're recalibrating that and they're going to harvest some examiners at, from the smaller credit unions and put them in the larger credit unions. I mentioned that they're adding regional specialists. So here they say, Adding new regional specialist examiners dedicated to areas of emerging complexity and risk within the credit union system, such as electronic payment systems. By the way, they invented that, that specialist last year, Consumer Compliance and Bank Secrecy Act compliance. Right sizing the NCUA's examination of credit unions compliance with consumer financial protection laws and regulations. If you're right sizing, that means today's resources are the wrong size. Investing in information technology systems and infrastructure to bolster the agency's supervisory capabilities. That would be, I'm taking that to mean offsite supervision tools. The proposed 2024 budget supports this effort by adding 27 new regional examination staff, including specialists and supervisory positions. These specialist positions are offset by a reduction of general examiner positions spread across each of the NCUA's three regions. All right. NCUA's budget's going up 11%. However, all these new positions are not net new positions. They're cannibalizing the examiner positions, smaller, lower level examiner positions and converting them into higher paid, higher level specialist positions, which is something it's a, a tool that can be utilized when credit unions merge. You don't need as many generalist examiners. And over time, you can either get rid of those positions, which is what the trade groups associate, or you can reinvest that by having more specialists. It's a, an approach that I'm very supportive of. Can you argue, you can make an argument of what type of specialist you need. Should they all be going into consumer compliance? Should none of them be going into consumer compliance, et cetera, et cetera. However, uh, it's a, a reasonable approach to try and control the budget, albeit the budget is high. Why is it high? Because of inflation and because they increase their pay caps for staff which was likely appropriate when you compare what's happened in credit union pay to what's happened at NCUA pay and what's in the budget. I think that's a reasonable approach to things. By the way, and I may touch upon this later, but if I don't mention it now, I might forget it. If NCUA says the budget is going up $2 million because of a new specialist and that I'm, that's a, a number I'm just throwing out there. That means that the actual full year cost would be 4 million because when NCUA adds a position or adds an item for a staff member, they assume that they'll be on half the year. So in 2024, those specialists will probably be there for six months on average. Some will come in the first quarter, some will come in the last quarter, but the budget tool they generally use is a half year budgeting it, which means a $2 million cost actually annualized would be a $4 million cost in the out year. All right. 
Starting in January 2023, federally insured credit unions with less than $15 billion in total assets generally are supervised by the Office of Ones, which I mentioned. Supervising regional large credit unions with between $10 billion and $15 billion in assets requires additional resources for the regions. Therefore, the proposed 2024 budget includes the equivalent of five additional examiner positions to account for the enhanced examination and supervision needs for these institutions related to size, scale, and scope. By the way, a year at NCUA, someone being at NCUA working full-time 50 times 40 hours is 2,080 hours. Of that 2,080 hours, not all of that's productive time. You've got sick leave, you've got annual leave, you've got training, you've got office time, etc., etc. An examiner position, a 2,080-hour examiner position, NCUA roughly budgets about 1,000 hours of productive times for those examiners. So if you're adding five examiners to the pool of credit unions between 10 billion and 15 billion, that's actually 5,000 hours, but I'll get back to that. All right. Fair lending and consumer financial protection. Page 15 of the budget is really where they begin to reveal what they're planning on doing in consumer financial protection, but it still takes up projections and interpretation. Hopefully when they talk about this at the budget briefing and at the final budget, there'll be more information, but I'm going to give you some guesstimates on who and how I might think this might impact people. Fair and equitable access to credit is vital to the credit union system and members of credit unions. The NCOA uses on-site examinations, supervision, contacts, and data analysis to ensure credit unions comply with consumer financial protection and fair lending laws and regulations. The proposed 2024 budget includes 13 additional regional consumer compliance specialists and an increase in examination time for consumer financial protection reviews equivalent to 11 examiners to increase the agency's review of consumer financial protections and fair lending laws and regulations, especially at institutions with greater consumer impact or indications of potential violations. I've never heard the phrase greater consumer impact. So does that mean someone who doesn't have business loans? Maybe. I'm not sure what that means. It'll be interesting to see if they clarify that. All right. 11 examiners. What I said earlier is how many hours, productive hours do you get out of 11 examiners? 11 times a thousand, 11,000 hours. So NCUA is taking 11,000 hours, additional hours and planning on putting it into arena of consumer financial protection. So what might that mean? If you assume that NCUA can have these examiners spend 32 hours on one credit union uh, and then move on to another credit union, because specialists sometimes will float into the examination for a week and they travel both sides. So if you assume four hours of travel on the front, four hours of travel on the back and 32 hours of productive time for a visit to a credit union, that would be about 343 credit unions that could have a 32 hour visit. If it was 64 hours at each credit union, that would be 171 credit unions. How does that equate to what actually might happen? So uh, if you look at the 32 hour level per contact, so again, someone spending 32 hours as a consumer compliance specialist at your credit union as part of your exam, that would be 
again, and I'm going to jump out to the out year 2025, which would assume that all these positions are fully available. That would be 7% of all credit unions having a contact of 32 hours. If you doubled that to two weeks, that would be 4% of all credit unions. And of course it's going to be half of that. Take those numbers and half it in 2024. Another way of looking at that is what if they spend all this time on larger institutions? So there are, if you look at the number of credit unions that are over a billion, but not part of the ones credit unions, there's 12 credit unions, the 12 biggest credit unions, those over 15 billion, which report to the office of national exam and supervision. They're already reviewed or eligible to be reviewed by CFPB. They're already supervised by one. So we're going to deduct those from those over a billion. That leaves as of data from June, 415 credit unions that are over a billion. And if you take 11,000 and divide it by 415, you get 26 hours. So they could spend three days and two hours at every credit union over a billion dollars. Again, if they were all on, again, it takes them, going to take them at least a year and a half to get fully developed. But once this is at its status quo, and I would argue it's probably not, a, not at its status quo, because I think Chairman Harper will continue to grow this area. But if you assume uh, in 2025, they have all these positions on it, if you assume they're going to spend all that time in billion dollar credit unions, that would be 26 hours per credit union. They're probably going to spread it out a little bit more, but there is definitely some level that they're going to target. Is it the billion? I've heard rumors it might be over 5 billion. I've heard rumors it might be over 3 billion. Whatever that emphasis is, those credit unions above it will see more hours spent on consumer compliance, more examiner findings on consumer compliance, more document resolutions on consumer compliance. And ultimately, Chairman Harper's goal is to right-size this at every level. Some might argue that eventually they'll have a separate consumer compliance program like the FDIC. I don't think they have the appetite for that right now because they're they're having a challenge like everybody else is just getting fully staffed in safety and soundness examiners. By the way, Chairman Harper mentioned the fact that I talked about consumer compliance and my history with it at NCUA, that it was less important back in the day than it is today. And that there are, that there are definitely NCUA staff that are safety and soundness focused and that it's a special discipline uh, that consumer compliance is a special and different breed of examiner. And that there is a debate likely at NCUA and the consumer compliance people are not exactly the same breed of examiner as the safety and soundness examiners. And most staff and most executives at NCUA came up through the safety and soundness side. So this is not an easy transition. I will have a link in the uh, show notes to that previous podcast where I discussed this and it was called, does NCUA listen to with flying colors? And the answer was yes, it did because Chairman Harper referenced it at the board table indirectly. It's a fascinating budget, more time being spent on big credit unions, more time being spent on consumer compliance, less reference to safety and soundness. I don't think that's a good thing. Particularly when you go back to the verbiage I cited about their concern about the economy. So they're, you could argue they're robbing from Peter to pay Paul and that if they want to do this right, perhaps they should just be adding more consumer compliance examiners and not reducing the safety and soundness examiners. My guess is there've been 
debates and discussions on that, or at least there should be at NCUA, because taking away generalist examiners and putting them into consumer compliance does have an impact on the available resources on safety and soundness, because there's less people that are going to look at safety and soundness. Despite the belief that it's not a zero-sum game, they are different disciplines, and one is much different than the other. There was another item in here, let's see if I can find it, where they talk about off-site surveillance tool. They have, it's okay, so this is on contracting. An increase of $10 million for funding for contracted services for 2024 compared to 2023. Most of the increase in the contracted services categories includes funding to address new and evolving operational risks such as cybersecurity threats and for tools used to identify and resolve credit union system risk concerns such as interest rate risk, credit risk, and industry concentration risk. This is consistent with what my clients and I are seeing on NCUA exams. They're hitting credit unions hard on interest rate risk, hard on credit risk, and hard on concentration risk. So they are looking to develop more tools uh, to help NCUA deal with these risks. And I'd be very curious to see what these tools might be, but it's probably a wise use of resources that might help them do a little bit more offsite and might raise the bar on these particular concerns. I know that the industry might have some concern that this is just another way for NCOA to spend their members' funds. But again, I think the budget's relatively lean, even though it's going up 10%. I don't necessarily agree with the focus on consumer compliance, but I understand that's where Chairman Harper wants to take things. Uh, and that will impact your exam time. Ultimately, regardless of what size you're at, that will impact your exams. I suspect that they will have most of these changes concentrated at the 3 billion plus or the 5 billion plus. My third guess would be the 1 billion plus. All right. That's my take on the budget. More to follow. I will listen to the budget briefing a week from Thursday, tell you if I glean anything from that. And then, of course, the final budget is really where the rubber hits the road. And then that will lead to their priority letter, which comes out in January. By the way, the priority letter, if you take last thought here, if you look at the 2023 priority letter, consumer compliance was, I believe, sixth on the list of importance, but it had the most words in that part of the letter. So while it was sixth, they said the most about it. Same kind of thing as this document. It's more consumer compliance focused, less safety and soundness focused. Uh, long-term, I don't think that's a good thing for safety and soundness, not a good thing for the health of the insurance fund, but it is where the agency is going to be going, especially once Chairman Harper has his vote. Tanya Otsuka, uh, which could be sooner than later from what I am hearing. All right, that's it. Mark Trichel, appreciate you listening. Signing off with Flying Colors. Thank you for joining us on this episode of With Flying Colors. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app to hear future episodes where subject matter experts of all varieties will provide tips on how to achieve success with NCUA. If you would like to learn more about how we assist credit unions, check out our services at marktrichel.com.